0: It. Unshackled Uncouth What you're about to hear is for mature audiences only It's Miguel Fuller Holly O'Connor And Scotty the Body It's
1: the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast Only
0: on Hot 101.5 Hello and welcome to 2022 yeah.
1: Yes
0: Yes girl, we are here And before we get into everything I just, there's nowhere for me to put this on the show or the podcast I'm a long story Oh I just, a little behind the scenes, you know, how like on the podcast and the show, we tell you stories from our lives. Um, well, a lot of us do it in different ways where like when something happens in your life, you're like, ooh, let me write this down. Yeah. And I use like my little notes on my phone. Yeah. Where I just have like a note of all the stuff that happens. Yeah. Well, it's sometimes what's fun is trying to figure out what I meant when I was drunk. Oh, geez.
2: <laughs> Same. Or, yeah, sometimes I only wrote half a thought, and then I'm like, (laughs) what did that mean? Help me help you.
0: So I've been saving this for the podcast all morning when I was, like, going through my phone, like, to get stuff for, like, blogs this morning and topics, and I was like, what? Because I hadn't looked at my phone since New Year's Eve, or, like, you know, I just, I add stuff, and then I don't look at it and go through it until I'm, like, putting the show together. Yeah,
2: yeah. Do you have, like, one note that says, like, Yeah, it's, like, literally
0: says life stuff for show. Life stuff. Yeah. For sure.
2: I have a one note that just says blogs, and I've yeah. kept, like, a running. I just type it in, put a space, and then go.
0: Exactly. <laughs> this is what I wrote on New Year's. Security guy cocktail asked if I had a sandwich under my hat on New Year's.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's it. What the <laughs> fuck happened on New Year's? Wait, you don't remember that? I don't remember. Did you have a sandwich I don't know <laughs> Did it look like you had a sandwich I guess did it was he hungry
1: <laughs> should you have brought him a sandwich maybe I should have maybe there wasn't a cover I don't know did it
2: not fit very well It looked like you were harboring meat <laughs> and cheese and bread <laughs> I was like
0: what happened on New Year's where I was like security you're man. like hold on Hold on security asked that cocktail if I had a sandwich under my hat. <laughs>
2: You're like, I can't wait to talk. <laughs> yes. Okay. Really quick. That is the best. I have these things where I'm inebriated in some way. Yes. And I type something that I'm like, this is hilarious. Yes. I'm like, I cannot yes. wait to talk about this during blog. And then you pull it out like that day because you're like, oh, I need a blog. Let me look. <laughs> And it's something, like, so stupid. <laughs> no one should ever talk about it, let alone on a platform like the radio. And I'm just oh, like, oh God. Gosh. I'm like, damn it. Because I'm like, I didn't even plan for anything else. Because no. I knew that I had I something. Had something. That was it. And when I looked at it, I'm it said back to me, no, you don't.
0: No, that's it. Like, what? come I on. I feel like th- that would be a fun segment on the podcast. Like, what was on the cutting room floor that you thought was great <laughs> that you had on your phone, but you were like, we can't talk about that on the radio, but on the podcast, yes.
2: The cutting I mean, room floor. All right, because I just eventually I just delete them because I'm like,
0: oh my god, this is
2: stupid. Now so you gotta save it. Maybe now we save like drunk thoughts. I love it, and that'll be a podcast that's could have been radio blogs, but wasn't good enough.
0: The cutting room floor. Got it. All right. <laughs> anyway, so I just there was nowhere to put that. That's I just that wanted to. That's the hat. just have
2: made something up. I I, I, I want to know about it.
0: Oh gosh. Um, so I feel like we had so much. It's always when you have a first show back after being away for two weeks, there's, like, so much in your life that happened that it's hard to just, like, get it all out yeah, um, yeah, in a show or even over the week because there's so much other stuff we have to do on the show.
2: Difficult to wrap it all up.
0: So, how was everybody's uh, two weeks? Because I saw each of you mm. once. Yeah. Because we, we all had dinner. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I didn't see anybody else outside of that. Neither did I. Yeah. I was locked in. We were away.
2: like, bye.
0: See you later, girl. Bye. Oh,
2: <coughs> Holl- no, was good. Uh, me? So... It was good. It was good. I mean, overall, just it was good. We didn't go anywhere, really. We didn't do anything. Um, uh, let me try and hit some highlights. Uh, so we got done here, like, December 17th. And then that weekend, my daughter, Maya, who is eight, had a uh, dance recital, and that was a very hectic weekend. She did great, though. It was mm. beautiful. Um and then that was the same weekend that I surprised her with tickets to go see the Nutcracker, which was yes. perfect because, like, we got to go. We, we She got had her ballet recital. And then that next day we got to go see the ballet, the Nutcracker, at the Strath Center. Do, 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 and she is, uh, like, I don't know what trait this is necessarily, but it's so interesting to, like, continue to meet my kid. Because... Mm. Um, <clears throat> Like, we got the seats that I had gotten us. She was afraid that she wouldn't be able to see very well. And I assured her, I'm like, I'm. have you ever been to the theater? Because I promise you, these seats that I got, there's going to be a great uh, view right from where we're sitting. And she's like, because when you enter the theater, and I think this is what throws her off. Theater. The curtain, I mean, if you haven't been in a while, I don't blame you. I haven't been since way before COVID. So the, the, the curtain... Is gigantic. If you've ever been to the Strass Theater, it's like ceiling to the stage, like several, so many dozens and hundreds, maybe hundreds of feet.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And then there's the stage, and it it looks larger than life. And she's like, I don't understand. It's not. We're not. I. I'm not gonna. And she's like freaking out. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm gonna. And she's like, You did the worst job. And I'm like, Okay. I'm like, You need to calm down right now. And I know that nobody calms down. I would have such a hard time as a parent. I'm gonna snatch your ass off. No, but you can't what? because that's not a helpful lesson. I know. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I know that you're freaking out right now, and I, I understand why you might be, but I'm going to have to ask you to hold off on this judgment until it starts, <laughs> and then we will we'll see what you think. It starts. Giant curtain goes up. From where we're sitting, she has a nearly perfect view of everything, and she goes, uh-huh. this is great. I'm uh. like, okay, now, I'm not, all, I don't, because I always try to do lessons, and so I feel like it's getting a little old that mom's like, now what was the lesson? Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, so just so you know, you were having a freakout, and you felt really big feelings, but I told you we need to wait to see what it was going to be like and before you started freaking out prematurely. She goes, okay. Ha. So that happened. I mean,
0: but isn't there a little... Petty part of you that wants to be a little smug and be like, "Told you so, bitch."
2: Yeah, do it. Okay,
0: yeah. I that's just your daughter eight because yes, yeah. I know. Obviously, <laughs> she's eight. You're teaching her these lessons, and you have to understand it. And I get it. I get it. I get it. But you're still a human. Yeah. And there's just a little part of you that's want to be like,
2: oh, "Told you so." Yeah. But and and it happens actually frequently uh, because there was something else that happened. I don't remember what this one was, but I do remember that at the outcome of it, I almost said out loud, I told you, and I had to be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Because you know what kids don't like, especially as they get into like preteen and teen years? Uh A parent that's like, I told you so. Absolutely. That would
0: be the worst thing to say. Like, think about your
2: mom at, like, think Mm -hmm. about you as like a preteen era and your mom smugly being like, I told Mm -hmm. you so, Mm -hmm. like. As a child, you'd have like burning anger. And yes. then you would also, it damages the relationship because I would, just based on my relationship with my mom, like more, as more of the interactions go and the parent is kind of like the, like, I'm the all knowing. I, mm-hmm. what my way goes, my way is the highway. You need to fix yourself to get along with what I'm doing. Like the more resentment builds uh-huh. and the less I'm telling her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. it's just, it's true, a relearning. Yourself process and they re and, and like a, cons, a constant parenting learning process.
0: But I just like to tap into uh,
2: the smugness. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: yeah. just that's that's a Petty. fun place to be sometimes.
2: It's, uh, so we had a good um, break. It was good. Great. I speaking to my mom, I just absolutely snapped with her and I realized that she's not well. Like I realized that. And I think I had talked about this maybe like a month or so ago. I'm a, I was like dealing with caregiver burnout and like what happens during burnout? We lose Snap. the best parts of us. Like yeah. you lose your, your empathy, patience. your Absolutely. patience, compassion, caring, whatever it is that are good qualities, you lose them and it's replaced with resentment, anger, hurt, like, and so there's only so much. And I mean, we have tried, I've tried several different outlets and like it got to just a breaking point, um, where it, something happened at six thirty in the morning on one of our days off, Ooh. um. At which time I was not awake yet, but then I was real quick later. And I just, I lost it. And I'm not proud of that. I'm not saying it like, hey, yay, look at me for breaking. But it just, going back to your point, Miguel, I'm human. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I broke. And that was, I believe it actually was New Year's Eve day. Mm. And so I broke fully. I, I I won't even get into, like, I don't know. I don't know if we, I need to get into all the details, but the relationship that, like, I had for the last few years with my mom, where it's very much like the caregiver uh, role of whatnot, that whole thing is, like, was also very strongly tied to codependency and people pleasing because, and this is what makes it so difficult to caregive a parent who may have raised you to have some toxic traits, as you're going through an evolution of learning about yourself and and unlearning the bad behaviors that gave you your toxic traits, it becomes di- more and more difficult to interact with that person in the same capacity because mm. they're not changing, right? but you are. Mm-hmm. And right. as you grow in your journey of knowledge about yourself, you put up with less shit that was harmful to you to begin with. Mm. So I just, I snapped and it was a good thing, although... And I, I don't even feel that bad because I'm pretty sure she has forgotten, like, most of it and forgotten, like, the main points. She never even understood why I was fully mad. And she won't. Yeah. Um. And she she definitely doesn't get it. Um. She gets very small snippets of it. But I was just like, I'm doing this to myself. Mm. Like, I have to stop. So I did. And, like, we had a really good meeting Um. about moving forward this year, about looking into putting uh, her – placing her in an assisted living facility of some sort, which is going to be ultimately better for her to get care that she actually needs right. by caregivers that are trained for that type, type mm-hmm. of thing, um, and mental health-wise, better for my entire family.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. it was
2: sort of a breakthrough, and, um, and it's a lot. That's why – like, I always remember we had a radio coach once because I've been through, like, you know, as all of us have, I might add, not me alone – all of us have been through some sort of trauma. and one of the things that we um, it's weird back and forth is, do you how often and how much and do you share it on the radio? Because that's what we do on the radio. We talk about our personal lives. Then there's always a, a thing about there's a difference between personal and private, so that you have to figure out. But then this piece of advice that we got I got from our former radio coach was, don't show the wound show the scar Mm. if you're going to talk about something Mm -hmm. traumatic or very heavy in your personal life don't do it necessarily while it's fresh and you're bleeding Mm. from it absolutely Mm. because it's actually too much for you listening Mm -hmm. because you don't you're not my therapist right Mm -hmm. you're not coming to this to try to take on my burden and i certainly would never assume to put it on you so I go through it, any of us go through it, and then if we do choose to talk about it at a later point, you're showing the scar, you're showing what you went through, and maybe even to top it off, a lesson that you learned along the way.
0: Right. Absolutely. So it's
2: helpful to you, the listener. Like, me dumping all of the stuff, yes, this is partly for what the podcast is for, but I'm as I'm thinking about it, like, some of the heavy stuff, first of all, maybe triggering for somebody, and also... I'm not I don't want you to feel like you have to be my therapist. I have one mm. so so it was good though I think overall it was a a good step forward for myself mentally, psychologically, and um just getting my ducks in a row for that mm. so that and then overall it was like a just a great time with my boyfriend, my person my um partner In life, and my daughter, who had a great break, and we got to do all kinds of fun things and just like go out in nature and stuff. So, overall, like I said, good,
1: Scott. Mm, mine was mine was good, mine was all over the page. I was traveling a lot as soon as we kind of went on break. I think I had DJ'd one wedding, and then I was like, I'm out of here. Mm. And so, I flew over to Washington, DC, where my girlfriend's family lives. A lot of her family I've, I've met some, I met her parents. And I met, like, an uncle and an aunt and some cousins. Yeah, cousins. And they live here in Florida, but there's a whole other side of the family that lives in uh, Washington, D.C., over in Maryland. So I went over there. I got to visit the rest of the family, which was really good, actually. There's a lot of good connections made, good conversations had. I did get the heavy hitter questions of, like, what am I doing and what is my plan and all this stuff. But I did walk away feeling like I was connected to the group. So that was very refreshing. That's awesome. When you
0: say what's your plan? Do they mean like with your girlfriend Monica or like for your personal work Like your life?
1: life? I think a little bit more of both. Like I was kind of joking around but like my plan for my career but also it was really cool to see like just how they talked about me with the family all around. You know like as Mm. part of the family. Like Even at the end of it I was leaving and they gave me gifts. Like Mm. they weren't doing gifts that year I guess. You know some families like don't always do gifts but Literally, they're like, all right, because I was about to leave the next day. They're like, hey, we just got you a couple things. and like, it was so nice. I was just opening gifts in front of everybody. I was like, stop. I'm literally meeting some of y'all for the first time. Oh, that's awesome, though. And and you are awkward about receiving gifts anyway. So So how did you
2: feel about that? Well,
1: I'm trying to do a thing where I just dive in. I don't think about it too much. I'm like, you know what? You know what's putting the awkwardness on it? Me being awkward about it. So I'm just going to go ahead and open it. I'm going to receive it. I'm going to say thank you, and I'm going to move on. And so I did. So I opened it up. I said, thank you. I really appreciated the gifts. And and then I moved on. Mm. So it was really cool. And that was a really nice trip. I did also get to see a lot of cool new things because one of my things that I like to do in life is just kind of travel and check out new locations and see what this earth has for us. Yeah. And I got to check out Washington, D.C., which was really cool. A lot of the cool monuments and all the things history-wise, which is really nice. And then I flew literally directly into North Carolina, where my family lives. And I got to spend some time with, you know family, but also new family members because my cousin had kids Mm. or has a newborn. I met one already, but now she's starting to recognize me, which is really cool and know who I am. And that's the goal of why I visit so much. I'm like, I want you to at least like know who I am because I'm in your family. But Mm -hmm. growing up, it's been so hard because I've lived in Florida. They lived in North Carolina and I have a very small family. And so it would be like once a year, maybe. And if you happen to miss that, you're bam, two years. And with kids growing up, you don't have any idea who you are if you don't come for a year in a row Yeah mm-hmm. and really
2: it is on you. If, you if you want that If you want them to know you And you want a relationship with them You have to do it
1: Yeah and so that's what I did I actually stayed at my cousin's house Which is really nice And they had a nice house And I got to hang out with the newborn Dope He won't remember it That's cool How old was this newborn? Four months Oh Oh wow Yeah oh, I not want to hold a baby You know that's mm. Everyone says I like holding other kids. I think I, when I have my own, I'm going to, like, love holding my kid, but I feel so scared holding somebody else's kid. Because you haven't had a kid yet. Yeah.
2: yeah. Once okay, you have okay. a kid,
1: you're going to love holding your kid, and then you won't mind holding other
2: people's kids because there's always this innate fear that you're going to do something to damage yeah. this baby. Especially, I don't know, maybe dudes in general because it's, like, very foreign, maybe, unless you're raised with lots of, like, small mm, children. See, I was
1: a small child until these kids came into the life. Yeah, so
2: I understand the fear that something bad is going to happen, but I just, they're so,
1: like, But there was a couple times, though. I did make some growing steps of, like, holding the kid, of, like, just having him stand up on my lap, and, like, I would, like, have like, him hold my finger. It was cute, and I would talk to the little dude. It was super sweet. So mm. that trip was really nice because, like, you know, you sometimes when I go over there... Depending on the, uh, like, political climate in our country, like, it can be a little stressful for me. Because it's, like, just me, little old me with my views, and then, you know, everybody else has their own views.
0: Are they very conservative?
1: Yes. Yes. And so sometimes it's been very difficult being the lone soldier over here just like, I don't want to talk about this. Really? Did they try to bring up politics? No, not really. Not this time, which was really refreshing. Like, that was one of the good things about it. Like, even I was talking to some other family, members, I was like, no, that's really nice that it really didn't get brought up because... I, you, I've learned now that I've gotten older, like, I just don't say anything. Like, that's my role. Like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to react. I'm not going to say any of my input because, one, it doesn't go anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. we're never going to come to the end and be like... Hey, high five! We got on similar paths. No, yeah, we well, won't. no,
2: none. Neither one of you was convincing the one to come to the other side. Exactly. In like a perfect world, you could maybe share your views and then come to like a, okay, I see where you're coming from, or like I see where you're coming from, but we're obviously going to stand a different side. Yeah. But that's in a
1: perfect world. That's so. in a perfect. We're not perfect living world. in
0: that time right now. Well, I,
1: I had like years ago, I had a traumatic experience with one of these conversations where, I, like, I fed into it. I was like, you know what, we're going to talk about. it. I'm going to be an adult because I know my research. And it just, I i literally was about to just leave. And I was like, I can't, do, like, I love y'all. Like, I'm not about to, like, leave during the holidays.
0: Like, did and, you yell?
1: Oh, yeah. I screamed. I screamed at my grandparents. What? You don't scream at your grandparents. Oh, like, my eh, God. I was, like, crying. Like, I was so upset. So, from that moment on, I decided I was never going to have that conversation again. Because it didn't do anything. And now I walked away with a little traumatic scar. When did that happen? That was uh, a couple years ago? I remember. 2018. I remember that. Yeah, like, it was it was rough. It was not a good time period, and I wish it wouldn't have happened, mm-hmm. but I did learn the lesson of, like, you know what? I really hope the conversation never goes there again, and I hope that I could just go there and enjoy each other's time and presence. Yeah. Let, we don't have to have those... Like, there's no need.
0: Have y'all ever talked about that happening? No. What is kind of just moved on and didn't acknowledge no, it No, because that? it was just
1: a rough t- like, what? Like, my my, my my grandma, like, she likes to just talk about things, but... It just it kept going in a circle, and it was my mom, my grandma, and me. And so there's things that were said, and I, like, I just, you know, I just disagree. And I was like, well, I don't agree. And my problem is, and I think a lot of people go through this, like, if we're going to discuss, like, you have to be able to at least acknowledge my view. Don't just discredit it. Don't act like it's not relevant to the conversation. But it was happening over and over, and it just it built and built. And there's other things said that I just, I was so far against from the view that I was like, I can't believe this. Like, yeah. I can't believe mm-hmm. that we see so far away from each other. And I love you. You're my family. But we are as far opposite as possible in this situation. Mm. And that was really hard. That was a really hard grown-up adult moment to realize. I was like, oh, my God. Like, we, mm-mm, we are not the same in this capacity right now. Yeah. Like, same family, but different walks of life. Yeah. That was difficult. And those were those moments. But
2: I think the growth here is that you're able to still visit and still have relationships because life is more like it sucks and it's really hard when your your values don't align yeah, right, right with your family, but you do align on I don't know other things, yeah. other other family type uh, stuff where you're like I would like you in my life, and to have to be forced to be in a position. Of acknowledging that those things are gonna be different, but you're both choosing to not just simply cut the other person out of out of your life. Yeah. That's a hard type of like choice to make an adulting,
1: an adulty thing to do. Well, that's I think that this year was really about that because I have a small family, like I said. And yeah. so I don't wanna cut anybody out and I don't wanna not visit because of these reasons, because of the heavy political climate that sometimes we get into. Mm-hmm. Because if I cut them out, then it's, like, literally, like, it's my dad, I, and my brother, and my aunt. It's, like, four of us. I'm, like, what the bleep? I can't cut a whole section of the family. Like, I love y'all. And I want to visit. And so to go there this past year, not really have any of those things get brought up, learn how to navigate it, like, that was good. And so, like, I left this trip. I was, like, I feel better. Like, it was one of the one times I really walked away, like, mm, yeah. all right, I think I'm back on a good track here. I think I got some good momentum looking forward to the next trip. Because it is sometimes, like... You go into it, you're like, I want to visit because I love y'all, but I'm scared of the conversations that are going to be brought up. Yeah, it's tough. And I think it did help actually staying at my cousin's. And, like, you know, because they're younger and they have kids, and, like, the conversation just doesn't go there. Yeah. Like, it's just uh, no need to. We have other things on our mind. And so Mm. that part was really nice. And so I got back.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm I'm glad that that went that way for you.
1: It built good momentum. And so (laughs) especially, you know, going to make some more plans to travel over there. In the next year, because especially because my grandparents are getting older. So that's on top of it. But then I got back, and it was good. I had some good relaxing days just with the, the girlfriend, New Year's Eve plans. We hung out and just got to relax, and I'm trying to think if we did anything crazy. Nothing crazy when I got back, but then I went home and visited my dad over in Vero for a couple of days, and that was it. Mm. Sounds like a fun time. It was. It was. I think, you know, I I'm excited for the days when it's not so much traveling around, but it's hard right now with, like, just— because it, it takes a lot of time, and this might be—I don't know how to—I'm going to I'm gonna put this in the show notes. But when you're traveling to see family, it's expensive. How do you handle that when you're the only one traveling? What do you mean? My girlfriend and I had this uh, question, like, do family members, if they're all in one location and you want to visit, mm-hmm. is there a way for them to pitch in and get you there?
2: Oh, like to pay Food for a for plane, a plane yeah. ticket or something?
1: well, especially if you're the only one visiting or you're the only one that ever visits, you know? And it's ho- like, hey, no discredit because it's harder for other family members to visit. Let's say, if, you know, you have kids and stuff like that. Like, is that on the table? Do some families do that where they're like, hey, we're all going to throw in 20 bucks to get, you know, uh, Jamie or Scott over to Texas? I don't know.
2: I don't know. My I've... family's never offered to pay for
1: shit, and that's never been something. Like, I mean, my family always kind of gives me like the high five, like maybe a couple couple bills in the hand, and it's like it's like that part I'm very appreciative. But I'm just talking bigger picture here because my girlfriend has the same question because all her family up in Maryland, but we have to buy the tickets to go there, you know. So that part is kind of tricky. Because obviously we want to visit, but, like, every year it's just getting more expensive. Like, I dropped yeah. some money this year going from Maryland to North Carolina, back here to Tampa. Yeah. It was tough.
2: Yeah. I, I was going to say, because we wanted to, I really did want to visit my family in Cleveland. And then, I we talked about this on the air, like, before Thanksgiving, I got a text that was, like, polite. But, like, we're not seeing anybody because of COVID, so mm. if you come here, we're not going to see you. I was like, mm. well, then why not? <laughs> like, yeah. why would I oh, go? God, just, and I'm like, don't worry. It's expensive anyway. So I'm good. Which, I mean, I get it. It was just, it was so awkward. I, and like, I guess there's no nice way to put it. Um, But yeah, so I, I'm like, well, I'm not going to, it was a lot of money to get plane, like multiple plane tickets to try to get up there. And I'm like, it, how do you reconcile that? Maybe at some point there's like a dinner and like they pay for the dinner yeah, maybe oh, that's I just, I'm just pissed it. off at my dad, actually. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway.
1: <laughs> well, I was just thinking, like, maybe that's gonna be a conversation in the future because, like, obviously, if you want family members to visit, like maybe there's a way to just kind of help out. Like, I don't know. Everybody gets together in like, you know, 10, 20 bucks. Like that adds up. That's like one ticket there. You're like, oh, now it's not so stressful to get over there. Cause obviously, like I said earlier, if you don't go that one year to save money. Who knows what you're missing in family? That could be, ah, God, the sadder side. That could be the last time you see some family members. I know. You know, that could be the time where it's like things change in the family. So those trips are crucial. It's just it's hard to get over there when you're the only one traveling. Mm. It was just a thought that my girlfriend and I had over the weekend.
2: Interesting.
0: I have a hard time connecting with that because my family is, like, not – like I. That's why I really go home, because I learned a long time ago in college when I didn't have a nickel to rub together, and I was like, well, I'm spending gas money to come up here, and everyone was like, so good to see you. How's college? And I just got super bitter about it, because I was putting myself through college, and then when they would be like, are you coming home for Thanksgiving or Christmas? And I'm like, is anybody going to help? So that's why in college I spent a lot of time just working at radio stations. And when I was working part time, um, I was like, I'm sorry, I like I just don't have the money. And so now just because one of those situations where you're in a different situation and like with my um, fiance, his family that they're super close, like they do like his parents will be like, oh, well, we'll, if y'all are flying, you know, we'll get one of your flights or something like that. And. You know, so they do offer to help because they want to see him and mm-hmm.
2: us. I guess in f- so, some families it is a thing. That's what I've I was more so never curious about. Heard of it in right. my
1: okay, I, not in either. And again, like my family does help me out in a lot of ways, but I was just mm-hmm. curious for other families. Like, is that a thing? If you're the one that's moved out, but they want you to come in for the holidays, mm-hmm. instead, like as I think the bigger conversation was like, if family members get mad that you don't visit, but aren't there to like help you out to visit. Mm-hmm. Like, where does that go? Like, yeah. who takes charge of that? That's tough. How do you visit if nobody's going to help you out and you can't pay, but they're going to get mad if you don't visit?
0: Do you know, like, I feel like I'm in a really weird space with family stuff right now yeah. because, like, dealing with the wedding coming up, mm-hmm. and my mom was telling me that there was a family member of mine that's not coming to the wedding that I thought I was, like, closer with. Or there was a couple oh. of them, actually. And when she... because. My mom was way more offended that they weren't coming than I was. I was like, girl, it's less money that I got to pay for. So that's fine. Um, And she was just like, we literally don't ask y'all to do shit. And And we're saying, come to this major life event. And Mm -hmm. especially like as a gay man, we're probably not going to have any kids. So there's not going to be any other things in my life that we would all get together for. Yeah. And so she's just like very disappointed.
2: Well, why are they not coming? Just
0: bullshit excuses. Like, oh, well, you know, it's just money's kind of crazy. Or my mom was like, well, you can stay with me in a hotel room.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, there's ways to work around it, it sounds like. Right. And it just, for her, my mom just feels like I've always bent over backwards to make things work to, you know, uh, meet you halfway. Yeah. Yeah. And that there's not even like a, hey, can we figure something out? Yeah. Mm. It's
2: not, yeah, yeah. And I, I think it really does, unfortunately, showcase how much people really care to put thought into things.
0: What I fear a lot and I've been I thought about it, I thought a lot about I've thought a lot about it this weekend because I went through like actually a couple of days um because of course you know when you're drinking the emotions come out where I was reflecting a lot about my grandmother and like where I am in my life right now and like how she sacrificed so much to get me here and I wish she could see some of the fruits of her labor. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I was just thinking that like, when my mom passes away, I just feel like I will lose like my family. Mm. Because I just feel like if it weren't for my mom, there's just such a like thin uh, thread keeping us together. Because like ever since college, when those moments happened, when I was just kind of like, all right, well, I just don't really feel any connection or love coming your way outside of the very generic weather conversations and how school and into my 20s, like how's work going? Other than that, I just sit there. Um, but I can just see like after college or when that time hat comes that I'm just kind of like, well, what do we, like that's the thing about family that I'm like really... Seeing Abe go through it with his family and seeing how close they are and how, like, they just have such a deep, deep love for each other that it sometimes makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just, like, one of his family members, she is just, I said this on the air this morning, she can't come to the wedding because she's just she's older, she's really afraid of COVID, and, like, she was, like, in tears saying that she just was too afraid to come. And I was like, meanwhile, my family's like, girl. Things. I don't I got stuff. Man, you know. Stuff. Things. And so when you see the differences, it's just hard for me as someone who already, like, probably a little bit of psychopath. Like, I dis- disassociate with stuff really easily once it's been so many years removed from being around my family. Yeah. That I'm just like, well, girl, if you're not going to try—
1: well, that's, isn't that part of, like, there's a a way of, like, a toxic relationship where it's, like, you know, if you're always going to put in the work, if you're never going to, like, if somebody else in the relationship is never going to reach out or try to make it work, then at a certain point, and that's uh, that's the tough thing with family. It's, like, even mm-hmm. family, you got to be able to be, like, you know what? Like, you're not putting work into this relationship as much as I am, and so I'm not going to keep bending over backwards and letting my mental state like, decrease mm-hmm. if you're not going to be willing to step to the plate. And that's kind of how I feel with situations like that, too. It's like, if you're not even going to willing to try to come to my wedding or try to come to this event or try to call me any now and then, like, how much more could I try for you? Because obviously I have in the past, and it hasn't gone anywhere. And right. so it's like, when's your cutoff point? Right. And yeah. that's where it gets murky with family, because family, quote-unquote family, but that's why we find so many different families yeah. and other things that may not be blood. Right. No yeah. this is true. It's Absolutely. True. And
2: people have such different um experiences in families. And p- even people with like, you know, there's like all these uh there's like for example Miguel there's like what you've got then there's someone I feel like what you have I'm somewhere in the middle between like what you have and like what Abe has cuz I don't have what Abe has. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I um like if if a cousin of mine was getting married of course, we would go. God, oh, my brother's getting married, and right. I'm assuming like Auntie Pearl and the cousins will go. Mm-hmm. But in the off chance they don't, that puts me back in like where your campus. So it's like touch and go. So there's mm-hmm. all these variable on the on the spectrum of closeness to families, um, where it's like I don't reach out to them all the time, right? But I do on their birthday or uh, I send a Christmas card or something, just to like, hey, I'm still here. I'm not checking in. Rarely am I checking in, right? but I'll like, you know, leave a note on Instagram. Oh, those, the boys are looking Mm -hmm. cute, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's those types of any type of like reaching out and your family doesn't do it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you do it and I don't know if you can start doing it with some of the younger cousins. Mm -hmm. Like I know you've got like some younger cousins that are around your age. Mm -hmm. And if you could just, even at the holidays, like get their addresses together and like just do a card or, right. or something similar, like if a small gesture, but a gesture nonetheless. And maybe that would prompt them to reach, Start. do that, reach back out to you. And it, it becomes not, maybe not a relationship like Abe's family, family has, but something that is stronger than just when your mom dies, you'll have no family. Right. So they I don't know. I don't know what to tell you to do necessarily. Yeah. Do you do that or do you just say fuck it?
0: I mean and that's that that's where the hard part where I am. Like I just I was thinking about it and reflecting on just like what's to come in the future. Like as I'm and I think what's happening is that as we're getting closer to the wedding, like out of all the like, ooh, it's a wedding and it's a party and it's fun and you're planning and there's cake and food and all this stuff, like I'm really taking time to like fully digest and understand what it means to get married and to become one. And I feel like, especially for someone who, I never saw my mom in a long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was, like, never with someone most of my life. So, like, I haven't had a lot of examples of, like, the sanctity of marriage and what it means and the reverence of it. And so I feel like I'm coming into that space. And when I'm thinking about, becoming one with him and, you know, taking on his last name and truly understanding what it means to become a part of his family. There's just like a small part of me that's fearful that like life happens, that all of a sudden, you know, like we're married and we're going to Buffalo every Christmas now because, you know, my mom is like, oh, I'll go to Buffalo with y'all too and meet Ape's because I had so much fun with Ape's family. And then all of a sudden it's like, I haven't talked to cousins and uncles and aunts and Four years, mm-hmm. you know, and so just a little fearful that life will start to happen and that that touch point will slowly not be there anymore. Mm mm-hmm. um,
2: Yeah. But yeah, I think it, kinda, it get, gets less and less since absolutely. I've been living in Florida. I I don't even know. Uh, uh Probably two years ago is the last time I saw any of those people. Mm. And it's like. I called them once when my mom was having an absolute meltdown and I was having a meltdown. This was like a year and a half or two years ago. And it's like they felt sympathy, but then that was that. Right. Like after that phone call, it's like, well, they can't help.
0: Any any? follow-up?
2: No. There was no follow-up because they had their own problems. Right. And I I know that they have their own problems, but I'm not really invested because I got my own problems. But I also have my own family now here too. Right. So it is true, coming from someone who has been married before, when you do get married, you sort of form your own new family, mm. and you can take part in one or the other or both your original nuclear family's things, mm-hmm. um, especially since Abe's family has such a close-knit bond. Yeah. yeah. Right. That'll be great. But also there will be there will be start—y'all, I forgot how to talk.
0: Girl, it's first day back. We're still learning. We're getting on the bike.
2: <laughs> there will be things that you and Abe do that are just the two of you. Yeah. That become your own family traditions.
1: Mm. Right.
2: Because you're you're now a family that can visit and go back to your family, his family, but you're now also like the unit on your own to start doing your own things. But I mm. see where you are like, I don't want to lose my whole Blood relatives, right? But how much does it matter to you? is it matter enough to like do that thing where you maybe reach out to some younger cousins or no? Right, I don't know. I don't know. It's and tough.
0: I, and I guess the bigger question too that I'm sort of tiptoeing around is like, what is family?
1: Ah, oh, what a good question.
0: So I yeah. think that's a lot what of people I people have
2: tried to answer that, and i don't, I'm not sure I've ever read a great anything <laughs> about it.
0: Right. And I think that's what I've sort of like not said it out loud because I'm like, what is family? And there are different, like you said, definitions of it and what it means to me. Um, I have different and that was sort of the fun part about putting the seating chart together for the wedding is like we both Abe and I have different outside of like our blood family. We both have different pockets of little families that we've created in the places that we've lived yeah. Yeah. that are all going to come together. And so, like, I got to put together, like, the Panama City table from, like, the Panama City gays, you know, that, Holly, you knew and yeah. we lived there together. Yeah. Um, And then, like, the Tampa gays. And then I have, like, my college gays, you know. And so it's, like, these little families. And when an, if I were to ask myself what does family mean when it comes to my Panama, Panama City gays? Well, those are the gays that when we were all in our 20s and we were struggling and we were in Panama City coming up and we were, like, going out every weekend and had all these crazy experiences together. And so we have those memories to fall back on and to reminisce and say, girl, look how far we've made it. Look right. how – this is so awesome. Look at us. And we still hang out and do stuff together. Or Keep in if touch. one of us is in a bind, like I have some friends um, – I have one friend in particular that, like, when my cousin passed away, um, he we were, like, really, really close, and he was there for me a lot. So, like, if I'm ever having a night or a moment where I'm thinking about my cousin, I will, like, literally text my friend Cam a, a screenshot of the song that played at my cousin's funeral, mm-hmm. and he'll be like, girl, I know. I'm here, whatever you need, I got gotcha. you. Where it's like you have that sort of emotional connection, you depend on it, or vice versa. If he ever has some issues when it comes to uh, his work or money stuff, he calls me, surprisingly, um, just for advice on stuff because yeah. we both come from similar backgrounds. So I guess when I think of family, it's a mutual beneficial relationship of helping each other um, and reminiscing over shared experiences from the past. hmm And so when I answer that question about the different families that I have, and then I ask those questions about my blood family, those answers aren't great.
2: No, I know. I think you're not alone in that. No, I think you're not alone. And I I wonder how much and how related, and I don't know, I got a little teary-eyed thinking about this. How closely related is that definition of family versus where does unconditional love factor in. Mm. Mm. And I think unconditional love is a phrase that gets tossed around but like if you truly think about what it means to have unconditional love for someone that the number that you might have, the number of people with whom you might have unconditional love is probably pretty small. Right. Oh yeah. Because all of us have different conditions. Absolutely. On which we might no longer f- go all in for that person. Mm. Um, and that's, I think, what's heartbreaking about blood family mm. is that technically that should be sort of an unconditional love because at the end of the day, mm. you know you're related to that person. Right. But for so many blood families, there's so much trauma and there's so much generational trauma or just personal life trauma or... um you know, issues that have come up, that love has become conditional on this, that, or the other. Mm. And could you truly reach out to a family member in a time of deep need, and would they be there for you? Mm. Conditionally or unconditionally. Do do they love you enough for who you are as a person to get past what you've done, what the history that you have together your preconceived notions of them to say, I don't care. I got you. Mm. So I think they're tied.
0: Absolutely. No, it's true. Absolutely. I think when you dig down deep and you think about, you know, who in your life, you know, if you if you were in one of those situations where you really need help, like, I, I don't know if there's anybody in my family that I would call. I, well, outside of my mom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think about the last time when I went through something emotional where I was like truly just devastated because it was an emotional situation, but I was also drunk and I knew that I wasn't in a clear headspace to make right decisions. I called my mom and I called Holly. Mm.
2: Hi, I got you.
0: So like, well, there's that. There's the answer. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> it was a great
2: break. Yeah, <laughs> I so I, mean, I did do a lot of soul searching, so it was going to have to come out one way or the other. Girl, time.
0: same, honey. Yeah. Same, same, same. But, hey, this is what we had to do.
1: This is what makes us complex people. Absolutely. It is. And also, it's a year, I think every year should be a year of growth and understanding yourself and mm-hmm. the boundaries that you set and knowing the people that, you know, if you're going to put time and energy into somebody, they should be... Giving it back too. Mm-hmm. You can't just be a one-way street in these relationships. Well, because
2: that leads to burnout and resentment like, and what.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And also, I had a chicken
0: sandwich underneath my hat on New Year's Eve. That's right. That's right.
2: A chicken sandwich or just a sandwich?
0: I think it was a chicken sandwich.
2: That would have come in clutch at like 12:01. I would have. I mean,
0: it was cocktail. So. Uh. By the way, um, I didn't get to talk about this when we did our. Uh, drops, uh, da, 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 photo dumps. Oh, yeah. yes. I feel like I'm, I'm like,
2: I know. I don't I'm even like know. I'm like about
0: to hit E. Like,
2: I had something. I, just, I was like, going to go do this afternoon I cancel <laughs> it.
0: Like, I can't. Um, i like,
2: my brain's not used to this capacity.
0: I wanted to talk about this for a second, my photo dump, but we ran out of time. Um, if you go to the Miguel and Holly Insta, when we every Monday or when we come back from being out, we post photos from our weekends. And when we briefly go over it, I just loved a cocktail St. Pete, the gay bar. Uh, their like main hostess and MC Adriana Sparkle, who was at Miguel and Holly Live, who helped open the show for us.
2: Yes,
0: because um, it's called Cocktail, and they have like roosters and cocks, um, all around the uh, the business. Yeah, they you know how they have um, on CNN they would use they used to like go to Key West and they'd have like this drag queen and Aqua they'd put in a, a big red high heel mm-hmm. and then she would come down in it. For, like, the ball drop or whatever Mm -hmm. for New Year's Eve. Well, they said that they were gonna have Adriana Sparkle come down in a big cock.
2: Oh!
0: It was great. I think they're gonna like build a cock next year, but this year, cause it was a, cause they only been open for like six months. Yeah. So they had her like basically scaling the wall <laughs> with a guy dressed up in a chicken costume. I'm like,
2: what the actual <laughs> f is happening <laughs> in this photo? It and was is like, she safe?
0: I yeah. They, listen, they had a whole crew out there. Like they had all the harnesses and everything, but it was so entertaining. And at 11:59 when everybody had been drinking. That was probably the most entertaining New Year's ball drop or cock drop that I've ever seen. Seeing a drag queen scale the wall with her hair and she and of course, bitch was graceful. She was graceful coming down that wall. But the chicken was kind of all over the place. Well, it was hilarious.
2: That that is a good ass time.
0: It was. That was so it's wild. Fun. It was great. I love that. So yeah, you can see that on the uh, Miguel and Holly Insta. All right. Well, we're done. Yep. Uh, I can't do anything else. I can't. I'm... I gotta go home. Yeah. I gotta refill my tank. Okay. Scott?
1: Hey. What's your social media? That's Scott Tavlin. S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Holly O'Connor.
2: Yes. Radio Holly on TikTok, Twitter,
1: and Instagram.
0: Mine is Miguel Fuller. M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-E-R on TikTok, Instagram, all the wonderful places. And please leave us a 5-star rating. If you have not done so, please do it. 5-star uh, though. 5-star. If it's not 5 stars, F off. Yeah. Um also, I'm going to start plugging this in. I'm going to take a page from Scott's book and just plug my shit. That's right. That's because, girl, I made some money this uh Christmas holiday on Cameo. Oh, you did? girl. I got to give a shout out to uh, Ariel Raymond who had me do like three different cameos Aww. for family members for Christmas presents. And then I don't know like if it pushed boot. I don't know how it happened. And I got like four more requests from Ooh. listeners to do videos. So Holly and Scott, y'all should sign up for cameo. I'll send you a link. If I just you want have to. a direct
1: one. It's just Venmo. Scott-Tavlin. <laughs> you can just write what you need from there and we can wow. make it happen. No, no, no. This is I- more than video. I'll do a dance. Oh, oh, man. You can do a dance on game, okay? I'm just saying, you do, do whatever you want. Do,
0: do, do. I can do it in person. No, it I was. Just, it was really cool. Like, I felt like a uh, true superstar. You are a when superstar. I was <laughs> at a uh, uh, Christmas party and I got a cameo request and I was like, y'all, do y'all have an office where I can go? I have to fulfill this cameo <laughs> request. <so>
1: ridiculous. <laughs> 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 can You need to make a person next. Listen. It. It. it
0: helped pay. Please believe I cashed that money out and we had to pay the florist. So that money went straight to the damn florist for the wedding. So thank you to everyone. That's that awesome requested for you. a cameo. So Good. if you want a personalized video for me on cameo, just type in to Miguel Fuller. All right. We'll see you all next time. Wow. Well.